0: Welcome to Brothers at Breakfast. This is our second episode. I'm here with my friend and brother, Ian Millar, and today we're going to discuss repentance. Good morning, Ian.
1: So today we're going to be discussing repentance and what it means and what it doesn't mean and the great news that Jesus has given us uh, to be his apprentices who partner in his work for the government of heaven. And there's a lot of talk about repentance in the world today, one way or another. You know, Many religious leaders have various things to say about it. The culture is demanding a lot of uh, things of us. It's a kind of repentance. And uh, even though they don't use that word, they mean something different than the church tends to think of it. But um, repentance is something that's on uh, kind of a a common theme these days in the world.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, You had an interesting discussion with someone recently that you shared with me in our private conversations. And um, we place a lot of emphasis on grace. We believe that all of the blessings that we enjoy and our salvation is predicated on the grace that's freely given by our God and through his uh, son, Jesus Christ, who made the ultimate sacrifice for all of us. And your friend said that repentance needs to be in there as much as grace does. And we discussed the fact that grace uh, allows repentance. Can you expand on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, grace is not exclusive of repentance or the other way around. Um, you know, the, the problem with us humans, and everybody knows this, but we don't like to admit it, right? But uh, the Bible says that we eat the bread of wickedness and we drink the wine of violence, you know, left to ourselves. We're, we're just gluttons for sin. Uh, you know, different people do it different ways, uh, but everybody does it. Everybody's sinning in some way or another against God. And uh, it's just because of our rebel nature, you know? And yeah. the, the problem is, right? We, we become Christians, we, we turn to Jesus, and a lot of times people don't change their behaviors. And so some folks get kind of worried about that, you know, they're like, hey, we need to start teaching a lot about repentance. And um, it's true, we do need to learn and understand repentance, but we also need to be careful not to misunderstand repentance. Um, because a lot of times what people tend to think of repentance is that what well, means to stop sinning. So, you know, go out and stop sinning. Well, listen. There's there's no person in the world, uh, you know, since Adam, <laughs> who's stopped sinning. Right. We all have a, a challenge with that. So the question is, what does it really mean? Because if if it means stop sinning, we're all in a lot of trouble. Uh, even the best among us can't stop sinning. So what what does it really mean?
0: Well, I can tell you. I've searched pretty deeply, as deeply as I can. Um, I can find fifty four places at least in the scriptures that call us to repentance. However. They're interspersed. They're simple commands for uh, repentance. They're also uh, presented opportunities of repentance. And there's teachings that specifically tie repentance to joy and fulfillment and uh, God's blessing upon us.
1: Right. And, you know, it's important to understand it. So the question is, what does it mean? What is repentance? Why is it important? And then how do we repent? Like, you know, a lot of times people teach on the, the whys of things, you know, why this and why that, but how? What does it look like to repent? And um, what does it mean? And, and is it exclusive of grace and all that? Well, you know, it really comes down to in the English language, um, we use a single word that really means several different things. In the Bible, this word is, um, you know, several different words that talk about repentance that kind of help to clarify it a little bit. And, you know, it's not just stop sinning. Uh, it's a much deeper concept than that with God. And he gives us a much more clear understanding once we kind of learn a little bit more of the language. Now that's unfortunate for us in English because we have one word to cover this this broader concept. And um, so really the first thing that we wanna do is just take a look at this kind of an, an, an overview. And that is, you know, that repentance is a calling of God. It's a high and precious sacred privilege. It is an act of his grace, his kindness to us that he gives us the ability to repent. To, to have the chance to, to do this, right? And so it's a great honor for us. Um, the next thing we're gonna kind of cover here in this, as we look at it, is that um, it's a bit like having a map and knowing how to arrange that map so that we can get to where we're going, to the destination. Bottom line is it's all about grace. Uh, it is all about God's kindness. We, we couldn't repent. We couldn't turn to God without grace there's just no way that human beings ever could because our our inner core, our our natural way of living is rebellion against God. And, and it's to do things that are ultimately very selfish, whether they're things we perceive as good or not. Um, ultimately, human beings are selfish. That's That's the nature of who we are. So the first thing we want to look at is the language of the Bible. In the New Testament, there are a couple of actually three different words that are used to refer to repentance. The first one is metanoia. We don't have to memorize that if you're not a Greek scholar or interested in the Greek language. But it simply means to have a changing of mind, a changing of conscience, a reversal of purpose. Um, It's like saying to make a decision to reverse course. And this is what John the Baptist came uh, preaching and teaching. Uh, It tells us that this, this is all of his message was this metanoia changing your decision-making paradigm, changing and having a a reversal of purpose. And, you know, we we get that when we read it, because we know that it tells us that John the Baptist came to pave the way, to make straight the way for the Lord, right? In other words, he was telling people, get ready. There's, There's a message coming that's going to be something important that the Messiah is going to bring to us. And you've got to change your mind about how you're operating so that you can be ready to receive that. Now, Jesus came, and he, he gave a little bit of a different message. It's, it's metanoeo, which is similar. The, the word has a, a similar root, but it really means to have a change of conscience or mind that results in a change of action. a slightly different idea here. And the change of action, he says, is very simply in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. He says, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. So repent and believe the gospel. Now, when you understand what he's saying here is is to take a new course, and that's actually what the Messiah was supposed to do. He was supposed to come and bring a new covenant, a new relationship with God that allowed people to change course. So now when you understand that that's what he's doing, he's saying change course, you know, take action on this new information that you're being given. It kind of helps you to understand a little bit better what the idea is. Now, there's a third word that gets used in the, in the Bible that's translated repentance, and it actually means regret. And so that word is, is also used, but here's what happens with most of us. We, we do things we know are wrong, and we regret, but we don't actually change course. Now, the question is, how do we change course? And that's where grace comes in. Because without the grace of God, without this kindness of God, who's who's working to give us the power to change our lives and to be transformed, we can't stop doing what we do. And so this is what people do over and over again. They regret doing the wrong things, but they keep doing them. But when we learn to, to understand repentance, we understand that God is giving us his kindness, his grace, his favor, the working of his spirit to actually change, to be transformed. And to understand that, we kind of have to look at the Old Testament because we we got to remember, you know, John the Baptist and Jesus, when, when they came along, they were teaching people who had a Bible that we call the Old Testament. They didn't have all this other stuff that we now have that, that fills in the blanks, but they had the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, there's two words that mean to repent. And it's very simple. The first one really means to have a regret uh, that seeks to change or to console oneself. To, to reorder things in a way that is either comforting or healing, right? So that's the, the first word is it's naham in the in the Hebrew. The second word is sub, and it's actually usually used in a repeat form, sub, sub, or the, the Old Testament will say sub, naham, sub, meaning turn back, console yourself by having regret and turn back. Because sub means to go back or to restore or to repair or to recover. And so when God is talking to us in the Old Testament, he tells us that we need to have this attitude that says, I regret what I've done. I want to change. I want to be comforted from what I've done wrong. And the way to do that is to turn back to him, to turn back to God. And this is kind of evidence from where... Uh, Jonah is bringing his message to Nineveh. If you're familiar with Jonah and being swallowed by the giant fish or the whale, mm-hmm. and he goes to Nineveh and he says, um, you know, to repent. And if they don't, after 40 days, they are all going to be destroyed. And apparently the people believed what he said. So the whole of the, the, the city of Nineveh, the, the, the kingdom of the Ninevites basically said, look, uh, if we turn back and repent and turn away, God may turn from his, his fierce anger that we won't perish.
0: Well, and, and this is it's specifically fulfilled in Jonah 3.10, when God saw their deeds that they turned yep. from their wicked way, then God relented concerning the calamity which he had declared he right. would, that he would bring upon them, and he did not do it.
1: Exactly. And that's where these two words are used is... Uh, to turn and to repent. And so to understand that, we want to look at where God speaks through Isaiah. And this is, is a prophetic word that's given from Isaiah to the nation of Israel, but ultimately to all of us, looking forward to the work he was going to do through Christ, right? So this is a messianic prophecy showing the work that Jesus would accomplish. And it's in Isaiah 44, verse 22. It says, I've wiped out your transgressions like a thick cloud, and your sins like a heavy mist. Return to me, for I've redeemed you.
0: And that's so the great. idea is,
1: is that, that God redeems us. He does the heavy lifting. He does the work. This is what Jesus accomplished, so that we can return to him.
0: Yeah, I think you uh, copied my uh, my scripture list. I was going to mention that, too. <laughs> uh, but again, uh, Isaiah 44, 22 also uh, really, really emphasizes the dependence uh, on grace uh, because right. it's god's grace that redeems us and uh re- repentance comes through that and, right uh, when that, because well, he's
1: wiped out our transgressions first right he's done the work to make it possible that's where the grace comes in and so that's when we're able to return to him yeah yeah well that was so it's it. like it, it's like having a map right and, mm-hmm. and the idea is, is when you look at a map, now most people are using GPSs today, so we don't tend to think of maps so much anymore, but you got to figure out which way is north. You have to figure out true north in order to figure out where you're at and where you're going. If you don't have that oriented and you don't know where you're at and where you're going, you, you can't actually find anything on a map. It's just a bunch of lines and wiggles, right? But if you understand where is north and then where you are, you can figure out how to get to where you, you need to go. Mm-hmm. And and so the map really is is sort of a metaphor for God's challenge of us to follow him. And the idea is, is that you have to find true north by finding God. You, you change by returning to him. A lot of times people will think, well, you've got to stop sinning. Well, you know what? There's, there's 364 wrong directions on a map, on a compass. There's only one correct direction on a compass, right? Or 360. Sorry. I got the calendar mixed with the compass, but there's (laughs) 359 wrong degrees that aren't north. Only one degree is north. And so there's only one direction that's to God, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of times people will make a mistake and they'll say, well, I'm going to stop doing this thing. But then they start doing another thing. Still sinful. they're still wretched. You know, they're still doing things that are in rebellion to God because they haven't turned to him. So the idea is, hey, he's done the heavy lifting to bring us to himself. He wants us to turn to him. But this is where this high calling of God is. If you can imagine the God of the universe who created everything, he came to bring us this message, this calling, this sacred privilege that he's calling us back to himself. You know, here we are, these rebellious creatures that have wrecked our own world. And, you know, anybody that listens to the news today will be double convinced of that, right? We're all wrecking our own world in some way or another. That's what they keep telling us. Well, God is saying, look, you've done more than that. You've you've actually wrecked the spiritual world too, but I still want you back. So return to me because I've done the work. I've wiped out your transgressions. I've wiped out your sins. So return to me. And that's where this this beautiful, great honor that God is giving us. He's bestowing this on us.
0: Yeah. anything else you want to say along those lines? I didn't know that I was going to uncork such a giant bottle of exposition. (laughs) No, I'm glad Um, you brought it up. It's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, Something that to me is very important. Um, you know, keeping in mind, uh, the pe- the people that we we'd like to speak to are people that want to hear what regular followers of Jesus think about right. these messages, and, um, and and besides the the great exposition on the how and the why and how they're related, there are simple promises that God gives us. Throughout the Scripture, like uh, One John One Nine, if we confess yeah. our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us exactly. our sins and yeah. to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I had someone challenge me the other day, uh, who uh, uh, it was on a social media platform, and I was talking about justice in the case of a a, a law case in this world, and um, and I, you know, proclaimed my happiness with justice and I use biblical scripture to proclaim my happiness and justice. And, uh, the scripture, uh, mentions that the righteous, the righteous take, take joy in, in justice. And, uh, this person came back to me immediately asking me, Oh, so I'm one of the righteous people. He, he, he asked me, (laughs) are you one of the righteous people? And, uh, my friend, Oh, Ian did this, uh, came along and said, only God determines who's righteous but that's right god is righteous and it's Correct. it's proclaimed throughout his word that he's faithful yeah. and righteous and uh, in this context to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness although he can... that's the
1: that's the neat part of it is is he promises yeah. he promises to be faithful to cleanse us when mm-hmm. we turn to him yeah right yeah. and in in proverbs 28 verse 13 it says that he who conceals his transgressions will not prosper But he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion. So God is pledging himself to us. Mm -hmm. I just need you to turn to me, confess the truth. Now, this is what mankind has been doing from the beginning. We've been running from God, right? Adam and Mm -hmm. Eve, it says, hid from God, covered themselves with leaves. And and God is saying to us, stop running. I love you. Let me correct you with my grace and my love. I will energize you to change course and be transformed. And really, that's what all of us want. You know, we're all looking for self-help gurus and books on how to change our lives and all these things. God is saying, I will give you, I will give you the energy that the, the power, the grace to change your life. If you'll just confess to me and trust me and stop running, I'm going to give you that. And, you know, the most transformative process ever in the history of the world is actually repentance. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. You know, people tend to be afraid of it, but it's a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing where God meets us at the very moment that we're willing to say, Hey, I need help. God change me. Mm -hmm. And he's willing to meet us there, you know? So Jesus came and he gave the message, repent for the kingdom of his, uh, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right. And we, we tend to hear that a lot of people hear a really high handed, you know, angry tone, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand that's not how jesus brought it not if you understand and you look at what the, the language says and what the whole bible says mm-hmm. he's inviting well, people he's calling to them passionately turn to the father for the kingdom of heaven is at hand
0: well and god recognized this in uh you know in the same uh, very short time frame uh john the baptist was preaching in the wilderness and uh and matthew records that john came to you in the way of righteousness he came as a righteous man empowered by god And you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did believe him. And what puts off a lot of people that I talk to in my life is when church people start banging on them about sin and repentance and, and they take it as a threatening thing. Whereas the people that were in sin came to Jesus, tax collectors, prostitutes, foul mouth fishermen, all the, uh, all the uh, common people uh, came to him. Um, not in righteousness, but in their own weakness, they came to him and he accepted right. them because right. they wouldn't listen to the righteous man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's important uh, for well, me. And,
1: and here's the bottom line. And this is what everybody knows about church people, right? I mean, you ask anybody on the street that's ever encountered church people and, and they'll say, look, there are no righteous people. There are no righteous people. Yeah. Well, they'll say and, that. And, <laughs> and, and, and they're, and they're hypocrites, right? I mean, yeah. we all know it. And, and, and we all, what what that means is we're wearing a mask, right? We're pretending, you know, mm-hmm. and look, everybody does it. We go to work and we tend to pretend. And, and actually in a way, you know, I, I kind of admire the people that just aren't willing to do that. You know, now mm-hmm. I think we all got to do a job and we all got to put on the face. That's what you would call your game face. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, there's some people that are willing to say, look, I'm, I'm not going to change who I am for you no matter what. And there's a certain honesty about and that. And I think that's the kind of people that Jesus was really appealing to because, He got them and they got him, you know, he, he didn't come to them with, with condemnation. He came to them with honesty and said, look, you know, uh, we got to stop doing what's, what's actually, you know, damaging ourselves here. And uh, here's the way to do that. Here's, here's how to find the compassion that you're looking for. Here's how to find the power to overcome. And it's by turning to the father. It's by turning to God. Uh, because the kingdom of heaven is here. You know, he brought this grace. He brought this power from heaven to us to give us the privilege of being able to turn to repent, to, to you know, not only regret, but to actually have that change of course in life. Well, and, and that's the beautiful thing of it.
0: The And the ugly thing in this world, uh, you know, that uh, people have to struggle with is that, repentance saying i'm sorry apologizing asking for forgiveness very very rarely leads to redemption at least in the public sphere um, right and that's true uh, but this yeah. this also but it's different
1: with god right yeah
0: but but this also doesn't mean that we have to stand in the face of of our brothers and sisters sin. and if people are you know living right. in living in a whorehouse taking drugs um you know uh, Luke recounts, be on your guard if your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he right. repents, forgive him. And right. that second part of the message is what gets lost. Yeah. Um, it's okay to get and mad Jesus at Jesus said if he, if
1: he does it seven times in a day, still forgive him, yeah. right? And and it,
0: well, that's the important thing to, to remember that often gets missed is people are willing to do the rebuking, right. but if the person repents, forgive them. Uh, forgiveness right. is sorely lacking amongst many people, amongst the lost, and even amongst people uh, I know that are, um, you know, pretty firm followers of of Scripture and Jesus. They still haven't got quite that message, in my estimation. Yeah. Of uh, if you say you're sorry and you and you walk you're sorry and don't do it again, then forgive them. And the forgiveness yeah. is what is lacking, and that's the great example that Jesus gave us on the cross is that forgiveness is for everyone it's for everyone and uh if we want to follow Jesus, people
1: that drove the nails in his hands right
0: (laughs) if we want to follow jesus then we better learn how to not only repent but to forgive others who repent Uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and uh, jesus gave us that prayer and uh it's spot on in this context
1: So Jesus said, um, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Right? Yeah. So there's, there's an amazing amount of, of truth that's packed into one little statement there Mm -hmm. because none of us are righteous. So he came to call all of us to repentance, but here's what happens. Only people who are willing to face the fact that they actually have an issue, that they're actually sinners, that they're actually rebels against God. um, Those are the only people that actually wind up getting the grace for repentance the people that think they're, they're all right, that, that they're, they're fine. They don't need God. They don't get that grace because they haven't actually acknowledged their need for him. Mm-hmm. And that's where repentance really comes in. When you're turning to the father, you're saying, I need you God. I need your help to change. I need to become something different than what I am. And I can't do it by myself.
0: Mm-hmm. That's very true.
1: So, What I love is, um, you know, when we're talking about all these things is I love I love looking at the the structure of how God gives us this stuff. Right. In in Revelation, chapter three, verse 19, he says, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, therefore be zealous and repent. So he's saying, look, I'm I'm loving you when I call you into accountability and I'm I'm helping you to become a disciplined person. You know, that's what to discipline means. We think, think it means punish, but what it means is, it means I'm training you, right, to be mm-hmm. disciplined. And so he's saying, therefore, be zealous. That's that's having, you know, energy, having some some dynamic determination about doing this and repent. Well, what is that? Again, that means to turn to God and recognize, I need you. I need you every day, you know. I saw a thing the other day, it was a meme that said, um, you know, uh, do you need God to get to heaven? And someone says, I need God just to get to Walmart. <laughs> you know? And and I feel like that a lot of times because, you know, without without God in my life, I'd I'd be a wreck. You know, if I didn't have Jesus guiding me, strengthening me, healing me and 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 teaching me how to be disciplined as a person, I I'd, I know I'd fall apart. I'd go the wrong direction for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I was before I had him in my life. So I, I, it's not hard to imagine that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I think a, a, a good summary of what you have uh, have talked about at, at length uh, is, is Joel 2, 12 and 13. Yet even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart and with fasting, weeping and mourning and rend your heart and not your garments. Now right. return to the Lord, your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and relenting and relenting of evil that's what it says and that is a, a nice summary that was written i don't know thousands of years ago yeah thousands um, of years ago yeah that even then because people like to put up the old testament of the uh, righteous angry god and there were early heresies in the church separating uh, uh you know the old testament god from the new testament god yeah. things that we won't get into that are uh, theology right. and apologetics but uh all throughout uh, the scriptures Uh, God repeatedly tells his people, turn away from your sinful ways and come back to me. And uh, you illustrated that with the uh, Hebrew and the Greek quotes that you you, uh, defined. And um, what people do is they build a wall between themselves and God. They say, because of my sinful, horrible nature, I'm not worthy of God. And, um, well, none of us are worthy of God. Uh, It's his grace that allows us to sincerely repent for our bad behavior and for us to slowly painfully learn how to walk a new path to walk the path that jesus set before us because uh he taught his 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 disciples his apostles his apprentices um that repentance for forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning from jerusalem and so it happened
1: so it did yeah it's it's gone around the world and still is you know the amazing things like a lot of people say well what you know, Christianity's in in America or in the West or whatever, but what about the rest of the world? Hey, listen, there's more Christians in China today than there are in America. There's more Christians in China today than our people in America of any kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, we doesn't hear about it in the news because they're, they're hiding from their government. Their government persecutes them, puts them in prison, kills them for being Christians. They don't just do it to Christians. They do it to a lot of groups, but know the point is that uh, their government doesn't want people to have any kind of a religious expression Mm -hmm. Um, well they don't want them to have
0: actually a religious faith they want them not to depend on god but to depend on on their their human failed ways
1: yeah and on their government that's what their human failed ways are exactly (laughs) but yeah so i mean that's the that's the thing about it is that um we don't tend to realize how much God's at work uh, and and how busy uh, he is at bringing people to himself. Uh, he's welcoming us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, also in Isaiah, again, Isaiah is the prophet that speaks the most about the, the Messiah, the Christ that was to come. And it says, thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in repentance and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and in trust is your strength. So what he's saying is, is, Calm down. Stop running from me. I want you. I love you. And if you'll come to me, I'll energize you to change course and be transformed. This is the message of repentance. It's a high, precious, awesome privilege to to have the opportunity to repent. And it's all by grace. It's all because God wants to give us his spirit, his life to change us. Um, You know, in in Acts chapter 2, verse uh, 38, Peter is talking to the people at the day of Pentecost, which is the day the Holy Spirit was poured out the first time. And he says, repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. This is important. He wants to forgive your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So God wants to put his power into you. He wants you to have that. He wants to forgive you. And the, 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 the task of doing that is to repent, to turn to him, to come to him, recognizing your need, and then just be baptized, acknowledging his lordship in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and he's going to do those things in your life. And it transforms you. When you realize what God wants to do in your life, it utterly transforms you. And this is what really all of us are hungry for. Hungry for. You know, the Bible says that God has set eternity in the hearts of men. And we try to fill that gaping eternal hole in ourselves with all kinds of different things. Uh, And it's not until we stop running from God that we can fill that hole, because God is the only thing that can fill that hole in ourselves. But when we do that, when we stop running from him, then he's willing to fill that hole with his eternal presence, his Holy Spirit to fill the, the gaping need that we have.
0: Well, and uh, Luke reported that also in Acts 3. He said, but the things which God denounced beforehand by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Therefore, repent and return. There's that message again. Repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away. In order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that spirit, that that feeling of refreshing, that joy that you can tap into, is uh, a key message of this. It's not just uh, grace and repentance, but uh, what does God's grace blesses us, uh, repentance frees us, and 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 the reward is God's compassion and love that we can access uh yep. as we need as we want as we as we love to
1: so the answer is turn to god it's turned to god in yep. the name of jesus turn to god he came to bring life to us he came to bring hope and health and and give us the the, the very things we're yearning the most for trying to find in other ways he is going to fulfill that yeah. and he but wants us to have
0: that to make us that's, new
1: that's the amazing thing is to make us new exactly yeah. So now you had something else you wanted to talk about today, didn't you? I'm trying to nope, remember. No, nope. This Sorry. was uh,
0: this was it. Um, this all came about just so the audience understands that uh, there was a fascinating correspondence between uh, Ian yeah. and another brother, and uh, it was basically a discussion of uh, you know the repentance requirement that we're called to. But where does that come from? Uh, can you right. can you receive grace, and if you don't repent? Well, it's the grace, and this is my position, it's the grace that allows you to come to repentance. Once right. you realize that you have God's grace and you feel Him touch your heart, you will be able to repent sincerely before your brothers and sisters and before the Lord and receive God's compassion.
1: And in that, you you gain power over all the things that you didn't have power over for. You know, the things that, that that plagued your life, that kept you from really experiencing the joy of life, uh, those things get healed. Mm-hmm. Some of them get healed immediately. Some of them take time. Um, you know, God God reserves some things for a process, but some things He He grants people immediately. And I've seen amazing changes to people's lives when they're willing to turn to Jesus and acknowledge their need for Him, and uh, you know, uh, see them change. I, I've seen really incredible changes in people's lives uh, as I've gotten to work with a lot of different people over the years, and uh, you know, seen. Uh, people who who simply just they seem to be broken for good uh, that had their lives utterly transformed uh, by turning to Jesus. Hello, and um, and that's that's the power of God. You know, the power of God is he he he's going to give us his power to overcome all of the broken bad things we do as we trust in him as we turn to him again. Like it said, you know, in Isaiah thirty. Uh, He says, you know, in repentance and rest, you'll be saved. What Mm -hmm. does that mean? That means to be restored. It means to be given his full wholeness and peace. And he says in quietness and in trust is your strength. You know, if you're feeling like you don't have strength right now to fight the battles of your life, to face the challenges you have, that strength comes from God. You know, God gives his people strength, and and when you begin to read and learn, as Nick's covering in a lot of his uh, work on the history of of Christianity, uh, you find people who were weak that become strong, that are overcomers. That's the message, is that God makes us overcomers because of his presence in our lives.
0: Yes, he does. Um, We're always interested in getting feedback and interactions from the people who listen to this if you'd like to participate in any fashion if you have questions or comments if you have observations again we're not an apologetics outfit we're not a a theological seminary outfit we're not here except to express our understanding of following jesus it's an adventure and it's a journey that we've both been on for several years and we've been able to do it in brotherhood but we do Want you? We we covet your partnership and your participation and your interest. Is there uh, anything you'd like to report about Mission Seventeen Eleven or the Jesus Adventure before we go today?
1: Yeah, we're working on getting a lot of new material rolled out. Um, we've taken the uh, Jesus Adventure book, which is a manuscript I've been working on for quite a while, and we've turned it into twelve separate segments, uh, which will be podcasts that will be summarized. They're a bit abridged from what the actual book manuscript has. Um, but they're meant to make it accessible to people by audio podcast. Eventually we'll have those uh, turned into a, um, and, we're, and we're working on right now on getting an actual uh, ebook or Kindle. Uh, and then, you know, hopefully before too long, we'll also have some videos for uh, people to share uh, in small groups. So we're, we've got all these things rolling out. We're going to have um, a lot of ancillary uh Um, That is to say, you know, extra stuff that goes together with it, (laughs) Uh, you know, uh, discovery processes. Um, We're going to be working shortly after we've completed those. We're going to be working on a uh, section called the listening stories. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of new things rolling out, but we're expecting to go live with all of it in the new year in 2022.
0: Yep. We're looking for a launch date of January 2nd uh we're not promising all of this content on january 2nd but just to give you an idea of where we're starting uh we will have on patreon both our our overview of what the jesus adventure is all about and also we'll have a brief uh roadmap uh, of uh, where we're going and uh what we're discussing and what we're exploring together all right all right thank you thank you for listening
1: and we hope that everybody will enjoy this and if you have enjoyed it Uh, You know, as Nick said, please subscribe and, you know, continue to follow us.